ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mingry Nation podcast. And, you know, in the interest of time, I'm going to skip the intro music. Uh, with me, as usual, uh, during basketball season, somebody asked this question. They're like, hey, what happened to Aldo? Did you get rid of him? No, Aldo's here usually for football season. Greg's usually here for basketball season. Um, and I, th- I thought that was clear to everybody, but I guess it's not. It's okay. We'll just say it again. Um, it's the we're back from the conference tournament. We were both in Frisco. Greg, how are you doing? Are you tired? A little bit, a little bit. I'm I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Uh, I'm very tired. I mean, we woke up. Uh, at, there was a time change. I woke up at my my flight was at seven thirty. Uh, so you know, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the DFW area and the airport, the the rental car situation. But it's located approximately in Austin, right? That's where that, <laughs> and then you got to like shuttle over from Austin. It's a, you know, it was just a whole deal. And even then, we we're like sprinting through the airport, you know, like trying. We got there sort of on time, but there's like this check-in is a 35 minute wait, or you can walk down four minutes, and that one's a 20 minute wait. So we're like, let's do that. So we did that. We got in, but then we had to sprint through the whole thing, uh, gate C to get to our gate, which is gate 27, and the the gate where we, you know found a way in was gate uh was it like gate 10 so it was a lot of walk and then you know we're with the kids and the kids don't want to walk so you're running with kids and they're tired so i got a lot of workout this morning i was very tired all that doesn't matter because uh we went to the we went to the conference tournament we had a great time um frisco's a nice town somebody said they heard a rumor that the star in frisco is uh looking to uh bid on the American basketball tournament. Uh, I don't know that I would love that so much in its current setup. Like, uh, I, I think this is the first year where I did not like the the seating arrangement. I didn't like having it only on one side. It created a weird situation where, like, on the other side, it, it feels kind of dead. Um, and then Coach Max said something similar, right? He was like, you know, it was great having our fans there, but I wish they were in front of us because they were, like, behind us. And so then, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't see, you know, them or anything like that. Uh, so I think that that just creates a little bit of a weird situation. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, North Texas lost to UAB in the semifinal round. We talked about this on the, well, we wrote about this on the site. Um, we're gonna get into all of that, but first we want to start out with where they're going. Today's selection Sunday. NIT um, selections were just announced. Uh, North Texas is hosting Alcorn State on Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the Super Pit. Um, and that that's like the main thing. So we'll start there. Let's talk a little bit about that matchup. And then we'll segue into what happened um, the other night. Greg, what do you think about this yeah. matchup? Well, Alcorn State coming out of the SWAC, 18 and 13. I think they won like 15 games in their conference. They were like 15 and three in conference play. They only won three non-conference games, but you know, if, if you saw any of the uh, NIT special where they called us North Texas state, it was either, <laughs> it was either Tom Crean or Steve Wojciechowski. I think it was Wojciechowski that yeah, he, called us. North he, he North did North that. Texas yeah. State. I noted that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Alcorn state, I mean, what are they? Like, I, I would say maybe they're a better version of UTEP, maybe. Uh, I mean, they they don't shoot the ball well. Like, they, they, they're they terrible 
three-point percentage, terrible two-point percentage, but they rebound the ball very well, and they get steals very well. But, I mean, that's about what they do. That's that, that's it. And and when I say they rebound the ball well, they don't have a ton of height. I mean, they're, they're smaller than North Texas. So, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things where – and this type of matchup is like, you know, how – how ready is North Texas to go? Because Alcorn State's going to be pretty pumped up. And when you play a team like this, that's pretty pumped up. Like it, you can get behind. It can be a little bit difficult. Like, like we've, we've seen when we played at UTEP, right? You know, like UTEP came out, was very aggressive, got after us. So if we allow the same thing to happen with Alcorn State, you know, it could potentially be a problem. But if we take care of business and do what we do and, and run our stuff, you know, I don't think that there there should be any any issues, and 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 really like Alcorn State themselves, they're not great at uh, really just a lot of things. So, <laughs> we I mean we have I highlighted the two things: is off that offensive rebounding, and you know them turning people over. Those are the two things which we really have. We had some trouble with UAB and rebounding, and you know we we've, we've had problems with turnovers throughout the year. But um, we've shown the ability to not turn it over in certain games and then play really well. So, so we we begin. Uh, sorry, I think I'm trying to figure out if they have uh, a here it is nit. Uh, are we are we listed with a with a spread yet? No, no spread yet. I didn't think that was going to be the case. So I mean, look. So North Texas is a seeded team. There's some weirdness with like Sam Houston State, right? And I don't mean to look ahead. I think we we have to, but also, I don't think that we're going to be able to get another podcast in if, if we uh, um, if we don't talk a little bit about it. So I think it's important to talk about what could possibly happen. Santa Clara is hosting Sam Houston State, even though Sam Houston State is the seeded team. Did I have that right? Is it? Yeah. So I guess they mentioned some scheduling issues with Sam Houston state, I guess their, their, their arenas booked, which I mean, typically this time of year, there's a lot of rodeos going on. So I don't know if like, maybe there's like a Huntsville rodeo and they're doing, doing something, something down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I figured. Uh, it was something like that. So I don't know that if like, you know, North Texas would face Sam Houston, we'd go to Huntsville. It could be that North Texas hosts that one again. It could be that's the case. Um, uh, but right now, I mean, it's still within Texas. Huntsville's not that far. You can get out there. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, like I said, it ain't no Frisco, right? It's not even, it's, you know, it's Huntsville. <laughs> it ain't much there but the school and the prison, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have, do you have uh, like, any anything positive to say about Huntsville? Like, things that I don't know? No, we try not to stop there on the way through. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, on our on our trip, you know, you talked about you're running through the airport on our trip. Like we literally hit five Bucky's. We made the Bucky's in Katy before we left. We stopped at the Bucky's in Madisonville on the way up there. Then on the way back, we stopped at the Bucky's in Ennis. Then the Bucky's in Madisonville again. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we try to avoid Huntsville. Yeah, I mean, you know, I there's not to knock it, but there's not a whole lot of reason to stop there. You know, like I said, there's the school, and then like the prison, and that's kind of it. You see the signs like "Don't pick up any hitchhikers." Um, so, you know, don't pick them up, even if they're in mean green gear, I suppose. Um, uh, right. So like that's assuming a lot. So you, you brought up something 
that I think is worth talking about. And, uh, you know, be mindful of everybody's time here. We're only eight minutes into the show. Um, is North Texas ready? Right. I think Mac, he, he said this in the post game uh, scrum. Right. I, I was there. I think Vito was there. A couple of North Texas daily people or Mean Green Sports, whatever. One of the student ones. Um, and then somebody else. I don't know what affiliation that was there. Uh, he said basically, like, we were in this situation before, and he almost said, and our guys didn't really want to play in Ante, and they sort of had to be convinced. And that tracks with what we heard before. We're like, immediately the guys were like, no, we're done. It's over. But then they had to come around and like, hey, this is an opportunity. Maybe we host NIT. You know, it could do some good things. Um, and they, they, they beat Texas State, and they end up playing um, uh, Virginia, right? Um, so this year, it sounds like these guys are excited to keep going. Like they want to do more. And Max said, like, this team is uh, is deserving for competing for a championship, right? Um, that best win total in school history, won 26 games, all that stuff. To me, it sounds like they're ready to keep going and that they feel like they can win the NIT. Uh, and, you know, like I think that's, as a competitor, that's where you have to start, right? You can't go out there and say, eh, we're going to lose. So I think the energy is going to be in the right spot. Um, yeah. There's some difference in the two rosters. Like you look at last year, that was a team that had gone to the NCAA tournament before, was trying to get back. You you had seniors and and Tony, you know, Thomas Bell, JJ Murray, Dres McBride. You know, those guys were already on on their way out. This year, some of the seniors that you you have, Tyree Eady didn't play in an NCAA tournament last year, bossed out in the finals at North Dakota State. Jaden Martinez not really playing in the postseason. Then you have some younger guys like that Ruben and Usman and Aaron Scott. And like, I think those dudes want to play too. So I think that's, that's a little bit different of a dynamic in, in the teams and which could lead this team to be more prepared and want to keep playing. Yeah. And I, I think you make some good points there, right? Like this, this particular team um, is younger. They're, you know, I think they, they, well, I think except for like maybe Tyler Perry, right? He might be moving on in one way or another. And I think he kind of wants a better ending than what he got, right? And I think Max said exactly that. He said, I want, I don't want this to be our last game, like the way they performed in UAB. And so I think it's important, you know, we should kind of touch on that a little bit, that for three quarters of the game, I thought North Texas was the equal or slightly better than UAB. Um, but that first 10 minutes of the game, they got beat. That they were down twenty two to twenty, uh, twenty two to two, and that was really the game, right? Mac was like, we were chasing the game the whole time. I mean, if you were watching the game, you could see that they could never make up that gap. And if you're like, well, yeah, but they were down like ten, twelve points the rest of the way. Yeah, UAB was controlling the game, um, but North Texas made up ten points, right? So if if you say, hey, maybe they're closer, then then the game's like back and forth, right? Within at, at worst five point lead to them and then maybe even yeah at best we're we're leading by uh by four or five points on the other side. Um I think the dynamic changes, um, you know, I, I know that Aaron Scott uh was injured. He got hit in the face and he had to leave for a little bit and he was upset and maybe that would get to change the game. But I think the first part when you can control it, when Aaron Scott was in the game, when everybody was ready to play and healthy and all the other things, that's when North Texas lost the game. Max said, well, it was because of rebound. We, they just out-rebounded us. 
Um, I think in the post game quote he said he said they blocked five of our shots, but I took a look at that again. North Texas blocked five of their shots. I, I you know that that's all immediately after the game and like you know without looking at the stats and all the other good stuff. I think the sense to take of it is that UAB came out more ready to play than North Texas did, more physical, and then you know that was a difference in the game. And that's a risky thing to do, right? Because you can get in foul trouble, and and UAB ended up getting in foul trouble, but. It worked out for them, right? It's sort of a gamble. Also, they had the the most sh- streaky shooter, uh, the guy with uh, the highest ceiling, just kind of go off, right? Jelly Walker was hitting jumpers with hand hands in his face and was making them. I think the mistake North Texas made was fouling him, giving them second opportunities. Max said something along those lines too. And, I mean, you know, that that's kind of it. Like, you know, like basketball is a, a simple game, and if you give the other team a chance – too many chances to win, especially good players. They'll take them, and then you lose, and that's it. Um, so I think having learned that lesson, <laughs> that North Texas should not come out in any game the rest of the way, however many they play, and not be <laughs> aggressive, you know? Would you would you be willing to bet a little money on that, that fact? Yes, but I, I don't know, like, if that's – a mindset of this team like they they, they just kind of come out and and play their game like they ease into games yeah. they don't really like come out and, and attack people like maybe maybe they have like a great run and, and it's really because they're hitting their shots but it's not because like they're being super aggressive like what UAB was doing like so I don't I don't foresee them coming out and just being like like that type of team so I, I think like they'll they'll put more emphasis on you know doing the things that they need to do like instead of maybe pulling up for you know a fifteen footer Kai Huntsbury gets to the rim yeah. or you know it's it's just that that would I mean the UAB game was kind of what I thought was going to happen I, I felt like UAB was going to come out to and I even tweeted it the night before I was like Nortex is going to have to find a way to weather the storm. Yeah, because I felt like UAB was going to come out on fire, and they did. And Jelly Walker was going to take the whole Conference USA Player of the Year thing personal, mm-hmm. and he did. But the other thing is that North Texas didn't do a good job defending the other guys, like KJ Buffin. He's a very important piece for for UAB. When he doesn't play well, they don't play well. I mean, he had 13 points against us. He had seven rebounds. Look at what he did in the in the Conference USA Championship game. He had he he was a non-factor. Right. So we let those other guys like Taven Lovin, Eric Gaines, you know, Javion Davis, you know, they didn't have a ton of points, but the plays that they made were impactful plays when you're throwing windmill dunks on people, that's just backbreaking. And like, I have a little bit different of an opinion of you. Like, (laughs) yes, the beginning of the game was costly, but you know, you battled back, you, you know, you had your own, we had our own run of like 25 to seven in the half, mm-hmm. but really that, that point in the third quarter for another uh, third quarter, I'm looking at Kim Palm and he breaks it in the quarters. So yeah. really that, that piece like after halftime UAB just kind of controlled the game. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't, they weren't separating far from us, but they kind of kept it where the, and they extended the lead out just enough that where North Texas, when they, finally tried to make their push at the end of the game. It it was too far out of reach and, and they kind of needed some miracle things. And, and really they almost had the miracle things happen, which would have been, been amazing. But I felt like in, in my opinion, 
the way that they handled those those first 10, 12 minutes of the second half was what separated them in that game. I can see that. I, I thought North Texas came out, and here's the part where, you know, like it, it's not necessarily their fault, I guess, right? So they, they came out, Aaron Scott hits a three, right? And then Jilly Walker, like, banks in a three. I actually didn't see that one because I was moving down from the stands back to the media section. And then, um, like, it was like two, like as I was coming down, Aaron Scott gets hit in the face, right? So he's out the game, and then he was out for, I think it was like six minutes or something like that. And that, I think, changed that dynamic because they could have used a guy like Aaron Scott in that moment to, you know, uh, do all the things that he does. I know you and a few other people were thinking about Aaron Scott as uh, on the all-tournament tournament team. And I think, yeah, like, he, you know, he... He had a case, and I think if maybe he had another game, he would have made it, um, you know. But that's, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, maybe would have happened if, you know, this, that, and the other. I think the thing, the main thing to take away there is that you don't want to put yourself in a hole because then you need things to line up perfectly, right? Like, in any game, there's a certain amount of wiggle room, right? Good teams don't give you any wiggle room. Uh, terrible teams give you give you lots of wiggle room, Right. Um, UAB is a, they're a good team. They have a lot of talent. And so North Texas came out and then gave them all of the points. It was to that point where you're like, if they don't make the comeback now, then it's over now, right? In the first half, it was 20 to 22 to two. That's just about, you know, the extent of it. They made it a hell of a comeback to get it within seven. That's, it took a lot of effort to do that. And I think they kind of used up some of their juice. Um, they came out in that second half and I think if they had Scott, they maybe go on a little run, but like you said, it was still going to be chasing the game. Max said they were like pressing a little bit, made some mistakes here and there. I mean, you know, like if you're within five points and then you start pressing and you get a couple layups and that's it, you're right there. You allow, you, you create some chance for luck, right? You don't like to be in that situation against a guy that can shoot from anywhere like Jelly Walker does. Yeah. And, and see, that was the point that I was going to make is like, you're chasing, but you're chasing against a really good offensive team, a top 50 offensive efficiency team. You're not chasing a middle Tennessee team that, you know, you know you can stop their offense, right? It's it's very difficult to stop a team like UAB that has jelly that can just break you down and get off a shot and was streaky and, and, and had all the, you know, the stuff that he had going for him mentally. So that's what made it tough. Like I, I was with you too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and you know, okay, 22 to two, like, eh, you know, look, if we can get this down under 10 before half, like, yeah, we're going to have a chance. And, but then in the second half of it's going on, I'm like, you got to make your run now. You, you, mm-hmm. you just like, you're going to run out of opportunities. And then like, we, we didn't play with that sense of urgency until really there was like three minutes left. And I was like, yeah, that's just, it's too much to overcome then. Yeah, and, uh, and again, it's one of those things that happens. Like if you're in football, a ball control offense, you run the ball, run the ball, set up play action. Hey, when you're down a couple of scores and you need to go faster, it's very difficult to do that, and it's not really in your nature. Um, and so another thing that happened there is like that you, you kind of are who you are all season, and you can try to like cover it up or improve on it, but you are who you are, right? And North Texas would go on some dry spells, and – I thought they did like even while they're pressing, you can tell that they just there was no flood of offense that was coming, um, because they just didn't really have that in them, right? 
Uh, that's not the, the way they win games. They win games this way, right? So they can sort of do that sometimes. And you can see that, right? Like, we're heavily relying on Tyler Perry doing his thing. And he scored 18 points or 17 points, right? That's right right at his pace. The problem is that we allowed 76, right? <laughs> the problem is that we allowed 32. And it wasn't for lack of effort that I thought that Ruben Jones did about as good of a job as you can do as an individual defender on him. He chased him around screens. He had a hand in his face. He made him work. He made him pump fake, dribble to the left, pump fake again, pass the ball, re-screen, pump. And then he hit a shot in his face. What are you going to do? I mean, that's that's where you want to do it. Uh, the FAU coaching staff where it was sitting next to me. And I, I you know, I was like, they were saying, well, they're like, can't guard him better than that. Can't guard him better than that. A couple of times. And, you know, I asked them, I was like, so how do y'all, like, what's your game plan for guarding Jelly Walker? And they're like, don't let him get the ball. He's just too good. He has the hesitation. He's too quick. Basically all the things that we say, right? Uh, he can shoot from anywhere. Uh, but they said they voted Ruben Jones Defensive Player of the Year. That was their vote, their staff vote for Defensive Player of the Year. Not Jamarian Sharp. Um, just, you know, his... Ruben Jones is appreciated across the lake is what I'm getting at. Um and I thought he did a hell of a job. Is he didn't get he didn't get he didn't get caught sleeping. He just got beat by a really good player. And I think, you know, full respect to Ruben Jones for his effort, full respect to, to Jelly Walker for doing showing out in that game. I think the way to beat UAB was the way North Texas has beat him before, scoring inside this, that, and the other. FAU beat him. Uh, FAU, it, it like UAB didn't. They were not shooting the same level, right? Jelly Walker's not shooting at the same level, and then you could see they didn't really have anything else, right? Yeah. FAU had too many options, right? Was, Elijah Martin scored eleven after I voted the John L. Davis MVP. Then he just got eleven straight points just because he was wide open for three, wide open for dunks. <laughs> um, like North Texas was, we generated some of those wide open looks, but. Kai Huntsbury, I mean, that's not a knock on him. He missed it. Uh, Ruben Jones was wide open. He missed it. Like in that late one where we were down four with like 40 seconds to go. If he makes that, then you can keep it going. But you know, it's a make or miss game, right? He missed it. That's the end of the game. Nothing else to say about that. Yeah. I And then the other thing, like watching UAB play later against FAU, like they, they stopped doing the stuff that they were doing against us. Like they were just, yeah. they, they were settling for outside shots and they weren't challenging Florida Atlantic mm-hmm. at the rim. And I was like, well, okay. Then if, if you make UAB an outside jump shooting team, then you're just going to beat them because it's like you said, that's what we did to them in the first two games. Like we, we didn't allow them to get points inside the paint. Then this, this third time that we played them, that's where they, that's where I felt like they hurt us the most was getting into the paint, getting deep into the paint with their guards. And, you know, then the rebounding thing, it it looked really bad when you're watching it. But when you go back and review the numbers, I mean, 12 offensive rebounds is a lot to give up, but we also had 12 offensive yeah. rebounds. I think what happened is, like you said, they converted. Like they they tip out a ball and it would go right to Jelly Walker who didn't have anybody around him and he hits a, he hits a three. And yeah. then, you know, that, that just, it just hurts you even more because, you know, that, that deflates you. You did all this great work as a defense, can't get the rebound, and then you give up a three. And so. Yeah, so I, I mean, think for- I, I think that and then a couple of the fouls, right? We fouled them, let them get to the line, let them get some rhythm. But I think, like, one, we fouled Jelly, he hits a three, and then it's and one, so then it's four, right? Again, we foul him from three, and I thought it was maybe a questionable call. But then he gets three, three free, th- uh, three free throws, right? And 
like those were the bad ones, right? Where like, okay, you made a mistake and you gave them a, a couple points, but now it's two free throws and they miss it and then they get the rebound. So now they get another, it's like five point play. That, or four point play, that's bad, right? You can't give up four point plays in any combination. Uh, don't give them extra points, right? That, that's the deal. And then um, like we were not scoring inside as well as we could have, would have, should have, especially early. And then like you said, we were chasing the game. That's the part where we basically played them evenly because the lead, you know, it went up to like maybe 16, but it was like 10, 11, 8, you know, 9. They were just kind of hanging around there where it didn't really change too much. And if North Texas didn't go down by 20, <laughs> you know, to start the game, <laughs> then, you know, then what that is is that we're up 10, right? I know it's not as simple as that, but you see what I'm saying, right? That you get maybe a couple runs and UAB went on such a big run that North Texas is trying to dig all that back. And Max, they were chasing the game. Uh, yeah. You know that sometimes you just get, you get unlucky. So my point about this is how North Texas played, right? We went down big against uh middle, right? But like you said, because we can shut them down, it's not the same situation. We were able to come back and win that game. Um, we went down big against Charlotte, right? And then we came back and then, you know, we ended up losing that game, but, you know, we kind of made a comeback there. That we have a tendency to go down pretty big. And some of that's not starting the right way. Some that, you know, trying to find the rhythm. I don't know what that is exactly. But that's the thing that plagues this squad. And eventually, it's going to catch up to you, right? It did against Charlotte. Uh, but in that one, it was like, well, North, North Texas came back, played well. But Tyler Perry wasn't as, as clutch as he normally is, right? Kind of played an anomaly game. This one, I thought Tyler Perry was pretty much average. But, you know, and we needed him to be above average, right? We needed to hit a couple of them threes that were like, well, he don't usually make that one, but then it goes in, right? There was a couple he made, he missed. It was like close. Like, oh, that should have been right there. But he made a couple yeah. threes. It just, he, we need him to shoot maybe like 50%, 55% from three and not just <laughs> the normal average. Right. If if Tyler Perry in a, in a big game like that isn't going to be above average, then you need Kai Huntsbury to be above average, and, yeah. and he wasn't, right? You you need him to be dominant in the paint and to be hitting, you know, 50% of his threes and Ruben hitting 50% of his threes and Edie hitting, you know, one or two threes and, and really the role players kind of stepping up their game and yeah. outside of Aaron Scott, like, you know. And, and then the other thing was like Usman, who's dominated UAB all year, like just, I mean, he was, he was non-existent. Like he, he couldn't play defense. He was a liability there. And it just felt like McCaslin, even, even with him being in foul trouble, he couldn't like the better option was Sissoko. But I mean, for Sissoko, like who had it on their bingo card that he was going to have the first points of the game for North Texas. <laughs> like if you, if you would have said that you would have known that North Texas was in trouble. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have to look at the, the Kim Palm thing again. Yeah, like Usman had an offensive rating of 83, right? And previous to that, his lowest was 79 against UTSA at home on January 26th. So that was very out of character for him. Everything he's been doing has been 100, 100 plus. Against Charlotte, 143. Uh, I think the last time he played UAB, 116. He scored 15 points. And this one, he scored six, right? Three of nine. That's not him. He only had three rebounds, right? Last time we played UAB, he had four rebounds, or eight rebounds total, I'm sorry, and 15 points. This time, three total rebounds, six points in 19 minutes. Definitely yeah. not to his standard, right? It's, and that, that's really the, the, the issue there. 
Max said we didn't get anything inside. We when we beat them, we usually you know have an inside presence. We didn't have that this time. Credit to Andy Kennedy. I'm sure they they showed that same thing. They're like, hey, look at Usman. Let's not let him beat us again, right? We're not gonna let this guy beat him. Like, let's foul the crap out of him, right? Let's it's whatever they whatever it is, whatever they think that can rattle Usman. That's what they try to do. And yeah, so our five nine JUCO point guard had more rebounds combined than Sissoko and Usman. That's uh, a telling stat. Is he five nine? He's not five nine. Is he? He's five ten. Yeah. I mean, I stood next to him, and I am just a slight bit. I'm about the same height as him, a little bit taller than him. He's not five nine. He's listed as five eleven. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Um. All right. So here's the, here's the deal. So North Texas loses that game. You know, everybody's upset about it, and they have they, they stayed in the locker room for a long time. Uh, they thought they were going to get an NIT bid, uh, and they did. They didn't think they were going to really get a uh, a uh, uh, a bid for from Conference USA. I mean, uh, to the NCAA tournament and have two bids from Conference USA. FAU probably got underseated just a little bit, and I mean, if they're getting disrespected, then everybody's going to be disrespected. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, here's the thing, right? I'm rooting for FAU in the NCAA tournament because they play Memphis. That's a conference opponent. It's it's basically AAC, right? Going against AAC, and I wonder if there's a little bit of that there. Like, hey, you know, just kind of won't give them any money because I think those shares will go to the conference USA. Whatever, it doesn't matter. What we'll see now is that UAB and North Texas are both in the NIT. UAB plays uh, Southern Miss, and Southern Miss people were tweeting me like, "Oh, Southern Miss this year, we would have, we would have won Conference USA." And like, maybe I don't know. It's Sun Belt. Sun Belt's a little bit. It's like a step down from Conference USA. I think the top level Sun Belt can be pretty good, but also some weird stuff happens over there because, like, you know, Texas State, which was de- terrible in the regular season, all of a sudden just tore through the conference tournament. You never know what's going on over there. But now they get their chance. They get to take on Jelly Walker and UAB and see what's up. Uh, meanwhile, we'll we'll be we'll, we'll take on Alcorn State. I think North Texas should be, I don't know, five point favorite somewhere in around there. I would say like eight point favorites. Yeah. So we should be favorited in that game, and then the next one either it's going to be against probably Sam Houston, but it might be against Santa Clara. Santa Clara's going to be at home. They have good guard play, I hear, um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, so either it, that will be either in the super pit. It'll be in Texas. I'll tell you that. It'll be either at the super pit or uh, right outside the the prison of Huntsville, right <laughs> in San Houston State. And here's the other thing, right? It's an it's the incoming Conference USA opponent, uh, uh, you know, team. San Houston State's joining Conference USA next year, and uh, North Texas is exiting it. So a little little a little passing passing yeah, in the way there. If we can get by Alcorn State. If we can get by them and we face either Santa Clara or Sam Houston State, I think those are both terrific mat- matchups. They're both a little bit different. I mean, Sam Houston is a little bit more defensive-minded. Their their defensive efficiency rating is higher than ours. It's top 25, 21st in the country. Uh-huh. And then Santa Clara, like they pointed out on the NIT show, they have the NBA-type player, the Brandon. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, but, <laughs> I mean – you know, he was one of the best players in the conference with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, you know, they, they got some dudes. They got a seven-foot center, too. 
So, uh, you know, they, they definitely got some size looking at it. Their size rating for um, average height for Division One top 30, that's that's pretty good size. You know, we struggle with size. But, hey, you know, if, if you get a Reuben Jones matchup against this dude that Wojciechowski <laughs> was talking about for, you know, that's going to be an NBA player someday, I mean, like, hey, you know, that, that, I, that's worth watching. It's worth the price of admission. So a couple things about that, because you, you, you segued nicely into a thing that I, I, I hadn't actually talked about, but I wanted to talk about. And one of those things is that what, like, what is, what is the motivation here, right? There's obviously motivation to say that North Texas felt like they should have been conference USA champions and they should have played in the NCAA tournament. Now the NIT is not the NCAA tournament. It doesn't have the pageantry, not nearly enough money, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But it is a postseason tournament and it's this next one. Right. So you might as well do as best as you can in it. Right. It, there is value in it. And I'll tell you, look, I already squared it with my wife and my accountant, which is me, uh, that I'm going to try to go to Vegas if we can get to Vegas, right? Uh, I might have to stay at my friend's house there. And just, hey, let's go over. I need to lay on the couch because uh, North Texas plays tonight. Uh, but I'm going to try to go out there for that one. I'm not going to bring the family. Uh, they're expensive. And, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it'll just be me out there. But, I mean, that that's the thing, right? You know, I said this, like, if we want – if we want – North Texas to take the next step, right? Like me, the fans, all that. I think we have to care as hard as we want the players to care, the players to play, right? And that means giving as much as you're able, caring as much. That means tuning in. That means having hosting a watch party. That means inviting people over. That means getting excited about it, buying season tickets, donating money, all that other stuff, up to the point where you're able, right? But if you're like, if you expect the players to be, you know, in the gym after hours, then maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't buy yourself a PS5 because you want to spend a little bit more. So that way, you, cause you know, you know, North Texas can compete. You know, they're going to, you know, uh, play in a postseason tournament. Maybe that means that you go to the game. Maybe that means that you uh, go to Vegas. Maybe that means you travel and all these other things that you could possibly do. And if you're like, I already do all this stuff, then I'm obviously not talking to you, am I? I'm talking to the guy that's not. <laughs> um, so tell that person, right? Tell them the same kind of thing. That's what we want. Um, and so like, so again, so North Texas, right? The, the team, the squad, uh, there's a lot there. Ruben Jones, I think is one of the best defenders and well, he, he is the best defender in conference USA, I think by a lot of measures. Um, and I think he wants to play at the next level. And so you bring up like, Hey, you're going to play a guy, maybe Santa Clara or someone that has NBA talent. Well, we'll get to see, you get, to, you get put some, some stuff on film there, right? Here's a guy that can maybe play in the NBA and here's Ruben Jones defending him. Let's see how good he does, right? And then there's other things that Ruben needs to work on to be NBA ready. Like he, he obviously has to improve his shooting thing, but he can shoot well. I think he's good. That that's pretty easy, relatively speaking, for professional players to improve on, right? Shooting. Like once you don't have to deal with school and stuff, you can just be in a gym all the time with a shooting coach. You know, <laughs> knock it down. You pay the guy one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and he'll just rebound for you and and analyze your shot, and you, you'll get better. Um, and then all that stuff. I think he has enough athleticism to play at the next level, but, you know, he can put some stuff on tape here right now in front of the nation to be on ESPN eventually. This first one's going to be on ESPN Plus, but uh, I think maybe the Sam Houston game, some of those other ones will be on ESPN U or something. Um, certainly the ones in, in Vegas. And, um, you know, I, I think there, there's that to play for and, and whatever. There's a championship 
to play for NIT thing. I think it's the thing is it's nice. It's nice to be like, yeah, we went to the NIT, hosted Virginia, went double overtime. That was last year. That's not going to scratch any itches this time, right? You don't get to hang any banners for, oh, yeah, we lost in a close game. Um, there was a lot left on the table. I think that it got us excited about this season. But we knew that UAB was probably the better team, just talent-wise and for a lot of reasons. I think this program did a great job. They were a little bit unlucky that FAU stole a lot of that thunder by being – they clicking a little bit ahead. But that's the beauty of the game. You go out there to compete. Uh, it's not worth it if you're just beating, you know, if, like, Tyler Perry is just crossing me up, who is not that good, right? Like, it's not that. It's better if he's crossing up a guy who's dedicated at it and is very good <laughs> at basketball, right? So you got to go compete. You want your competitors to be good so that way it's, it's meaningful. And so, yeah, it's going to be harder. Like, North Texas is not going to walk through the NIT. They're going to have to compete. They're going to have to dig down. And that's hard. That's hard to do. But that's what makes it great if they do it. That's what makes it worthwhile. And why they'll hang a banner and they'll be proud of it because they're like, man, I had to dig down on March 22nd against, you know, Oklahoma State, you know, in Oakland, Oklahoma State. And and when they're doing the selection show next year and they're doing these specials of bracketology afterwards and Steve Wojciechowski gets on (laughs) and he's not going to call us North Texas State because he's going to see that we won the NIT the year before. And everybody will have corrected him a million times saying mm-hmm. it's North Texas. You get my wife's name right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to hire Will Smith. Hey, do you want an acting job that's not an acting job? Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that that's that's the deal here, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll be following this right here. First game, March 15th, 7 p.m., ESPN+. Plus. That's the unfortunate part. But it is Alcorn State. I don't know none of y'all that were out there excited about Alcorn State for any other reason now we're going to play them. It's another home game. This is a chance for you if you felt like, you know what, I couldn't make the, the game. I know some people were texting me. Oh, I couldn't make the Friday game because I could, you know, I had to work, bad timing. Go to this game, 7 p.m. You know, it's on Wednesday. You know where the Super Pit is. It's been there the whole time. Uh, you know how to get there. You can find your seats, et cetera, et cetera, right? And um, make it loud. Give North Texas the home court advantage. Let's, let's blow Alcorn State out the, out the water and then – Wherever we play after that, it's Sam Houston in, in Huntsville outside the prison. Uh, maybe it's on the prison court. I don't know where they played. You know, t- I've never been in that Sam Houston's basketball arena. Maybe that's what they do. Um, or if it's back at the Super Pit. Take full advantage of it and do not apologize. You know, All that good stuff. I'm excited about the NIT for that. We get to see a little bit more Tyler Perry. We get a little bit see more uh, Aaron Scott. Aaron Scott was upset. And that means we're going to see a motivated Aaron Scott. Tyler Perry went to the championship game, and he had a front row seat. And he was not just there to hug and high-five people. I actually tried to say hi, and he was like, hey, hi, how's it going? And then, you know, like shook hands with the people around me. But then he immediately went down there. Like, he was interested in the game. He watched the game to the very end of that game. And I think, I mean, you know, whatever you interpret that, my interpretation is that he cares. He wanted to see what happened. He wanted, you know, he cares Mm -hmm. about basketball. And he's motivated, right? We talked about a motivated Jelly Walker, and he scored 32 points against North Texas. I'm excited about a motivated Tyler Perry. He said, he told me to my face, uh, yeah, I got to get better. I got to figure out what it is. I'm going to watch this film. I'm going to figure out what I got to do to impact the game more. And maybe it's, you know, rebounding, steals, defense. I don't know. But we got to win, and I got to be better about it. That's 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 That's... One, that's cliche stuff, but that's leadership cliche stuff. And if your your leader's not saying stuff like that, then maybe he's not a leader. 
our leader saying stuff like that, and I like to hear it. So is he the leader next year? Is he does he return to North Texas? You know, that's one of those things is that I think he could play at a lot of programs in this country. I mean, you look at Sule Boom, right? And he was UTEP score. He got, you know, recruited, went to Xavier, and now they're the number three seed in one of the brackets, I forget, but they're the three seed over there. I don't think Tyler Perry is that far off from like a Sule Boom in a lot of respects. Um, you know, and you know, can he play at some yeah, there's there's a program somewhere like North Texas you know, we get good players here, right? Like um and w- whether we think that they're limited or whatever, right? You think about Ryan Woolridge. He went to Gonzaga and if it weren't for that um pandemic season, he would have been playing an NCAA tournament for a number one seat. Um uh, as a starting point guard, right? The North Texas guy as a starting point guard for the number one team in the nation. That that was a thing that happened. Um, you know, like and then Conference USA, like I said, like Sule Boom left and he he's out there playing. I think Tyler Perry could go do that, right? There's no reason why he couldn't go do that and go compete and play over there and, and, and have success. Now, will he be as beloved over there? I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> like I mean, we like Kai Huntsbury, right? But we've only known him for a year. Right, and there's only so much love we could have for a guy for a year's time. Uh, Tyler Perry's been here two years. We have two years of, man, you remember he hit that shot against Louisiana Tech? Man, you remember he hit that shot against Texas State? Man, you know, just like it, it, it goes like that. You, you talk about the big shots that he's hit, uh, the, the relationships he's built, et cetera, et cetera. That has a lot of value. There's a lot to that. So if he came back to North Texas, A, you're competing in the American, right? Higher profile teams. If you're looking for any of that stuff, well, you're going to get it. You, you're playing with guys that know you in a system that you know. Like Even if Mac moves on, it's likely going to be Ross Hodge as the guy. System's going to be largely the same. You can go out there and compete, right? And then, you know, like compete in a strong way. Now, could you have some success? You know, would it be, I don't know, better to go to Philly and have a good – I mean, sure. Maybe Oklahoma State. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of those things are – there's – there's promise, but you don't know what you're going to get, right? Um, and the grass is not always greener is what I'm, what I'm getting at. I made this point, right? Like, I I work, uh, you know, as I have a day job. I got recruited to work at Silicon Valley Bank. And, uh, you know, the bank that just went under. <laughs> and, just got, <laughs> and so I got a bunch of texts while I was, you know, trying to cover the tournament. And uh, they're like, man, did you say you were going to go there? I was like, no, I didn't go there. I got, you know, I had uh, got recruited. Um, and they're like, aren't you glad that you didn't go? I'm like, yeah, right now I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, like my paycheck hit that, you know, day. I was like, I my paycheck, I got PTO, you know, just everything's fine. So, I mean, they were offering a little bit more money. I think they wanted me to move to Tucson or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do all that. But, you know, like th- that's the thing is that like there would have been, a, there was a nice case for me to take the gig and go. But, for a lot of other reasons that didn't always have to do with just that. I liked my situation, right? And I think there's a lot to that. Now, I'm not saying stay where you are, don't ever leave. I'm just saying that you have to take into account a lot of different factors. And I think North Texas, as a program, makes a good case for Tyler Perry to return if he has eligibility and all that other good stuff. I think North Texas can make a solid recruiting case. Come back, do it again in the American. Play against Memphis. You'll be on ESPN. They'll see your name. They'll say North Texas. They'll say Tyler Perry. You know? Yeah. All that good stuff. 
What about you? Uh, you you like uh you like his chances returning? Mm, I think he might leave. Like I think it kind of depends on what happens in the NIT. Like what what is the story going out? Yeah. Um. I I think that. You know what? How much more can he actually accomplish at North Texas? And like I, I felt like this year, with the injuries and everything that he went through, like I mean, he he put his body on the line for the team. Like I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody was down there was just talking about how he was just slathered up in the icy hot, you know, from his back to his knees to everything, and and he had a rough year. And I mean. The, like nobody gets punished more on the court for the team. Well, okay, Aaron Scott probably does, but that's like his <laughs> that's like his own thing. But like, I mean, you know, people say that Tyler Perry pushes off like a lot, and and he does, but he gets hit a lot too, right? So I think like the the wear and tear on his body and what North Texas asked him to do that maybe maybe he goes somewhere else where you know he's not not the number one guy, but he's still a prominent part of the team that's making an NCAA tournament run or, or maybe he looks to go professional. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's situation is different. I kind of feel like depending on what happens in the NIT, like I could see him leaving, but then I, I could see the, the cases that you made as well too. And then, you know, why was he sitting there at the, the conference USA tournament? Was it, was it like, Oh, you know, I want to see if, if I'm better than these guys, like, you know, or, you know, basically to have that taste, like I never want to lose in the semifinal again, you know, type thing. I, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but um, like, I, you know, if he decides to come back, he's going to be loved. And if he decides to leave, I think the more majority of the people will respect his decision because of what he's given to the university and what he's given to the community up there too. Right. I mean, it's not every day that you get a superstar that's a great human being too. And I say this because I already know that he doesn't like me. <laughs> well, I mean, in his defense, I think there's a lot of people that have said, yeah, I blocked that guy on Twitter. I mean. <laughs> you don't even know that guy on Twitter. <laughs> I, I I mean, you know, so whatever. I, I think that athletes, like there's a lot of people that <laughs> – some people get a lot of motivation from reading with things what other people have to say, right? And whatever. I'm not going to tell you how to get your day started. Um, I'll, You know, like if you, I, there's a lot of people I can't follow on Twitter either, but, you know, I don't, I don't dislike them in person. I just don't like their terrible tweets. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is like, man, I don't want to wake up and see some of these people. I'll tell you one right now. Like, so like I used to follow Bomani Jones. And I found that he was like before he became bigger and more famous, that his tweets were a little bit more funny and just interesting. And then they sort of change. And then he said as much. The reason he changes because like it's just a different situation for him. But then I realized I was like, I don't really enjoy following him anymore. It's like I dislike his tweets, but I just like I don't enjoy following this guy. So I'm unfollow him. And, you know, do I dislike Bomani Jones? Not particularly, but I just don't like reading his tweets. And that could be just a thing. So, uh, I also don't block anybody because you can see it's blocked. I just mute them, and they don't know. <laughs> you know, like uh, I just never see their stuff. And I'm never interacting with it. I'm happy. They're happy. It's all good. Um, all right. So, some final thoughts on this one. Um, I I still like Frisco. 
as a destination. I don't like the Ford Center at Star as much. Um, you know, I think they maybe rethink the seating arrangements. Um, and I, th- I think with with three less three three fewer teams uh, in the league this last year, that maybe they could have considered not stacking, staggering, uh, uh, stacking the games uh, like they did. You know, because I think that it kind of goes too quick. The tournament does. I don't know. It, it, when there's a, like 14 teams in there, you're like, we got to get through all these games. And I don't really care about Southern Miss versus UTSA. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they can play over <laughs> there while we're watching a good one. But, you know, when you're like, you know, I kind of want to see this game and that game. It's not as it's not as good. I don't like that situation. But I understand why they have to do it. Um, and so if if the star buys the American uh conference tournament and gets the right to to host it i hope they consider changing up the way they do things because i think memphis would bring a lot of people um and i think there needs to be more room a different stands configuration something um yeah we somebody was like they should move the move to the center for the championship game and build like stands around it now that's a lot of work and whatever but i think that might be interesting i don't know if it was a just a basketball arena itself, like it would be the perfect spot. Like just yeah. with, with everything around it, the way that they had it set up outside with the fan fest and and all that, and and really like just the, the people that were there, the you know conference USA people, staff people, everybody was like super friendly. So like you're not gonna beat like the location, destination, amenities, everything around it, but it's just like the venue itself is is suited for a football environment and not necessarily a basketball environment. And, yeah. you know, they've tweaked it all, you know, almost every year they've done something different. And like, you know, I was with you too. I didn't really like, you know, the setup, the way it was just with having so much space behind it, you know, maybe you should have dropped like another curtain on <laughs> yeah. that side, like, like from the top so that you just didn't see all the way to the stands. But yeah, I I mean, if you put it in the center and just had one basketball court, you know, maybe maybe you could make that work, um, and 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 find a way to like give people more room on the sidelines. Like I felt like it was a little bit too cramped for the mm-hmm. for where the players were to like the action on the court. Like that kind of felt a little high schoolish to me. Like yeah. when you get in a conference tournament, like like have some space there. Right. Cause they're, they're good. I mean, like when the referee fell down like twice there and he was doing the backpedal one and there was just so much going on in that one little space. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, somebody's going to get injured there. Well, so I'll, I'll list here's a few things, right. For the last 10 minutes. Um, a, uh, at least a few radio announcers were like, I'm, I'm excited to get out of this league cause it's Bush league. They never have it set up. Well, I hate doing it. There's a couple of, uh, like negotiating things where like, cause it, you know, it's all temporary stuff. So it's not like built in. Like, you go to an arena that you know, they always play basketball there. It's all there. It's ready to go. You just plug in. Um, so there was a lot of coordination going on. And I think, yeah, it was the Louisiana Tech guys lost connection, and they were just like, what the fuck? Uh, I think Zach, ba- I think I overheard Zach Babb say that he lost connection for like three minutes because one of the TV guys unplugged him. And somebody else was complaining about it last year and this year. So there you go. Um and then I know I talked to the CBS Sports Network director, and uh, it was because I sat down. It was the quarterfinal game, and you know he was on the phone like, "Yeah, we can lift those lifts higher." So I was like, "Are you planning to lift them higher?" He was on the phone. 
I waited till he was off the phone. I didn't interrupt him. <laughs> but uh, I was like, hey, are you playing? He was like, yeah, yeah, I think we can. Uh, and then he introduced himself to me and, and blah, blah, blah. He was saying that last year he did it. He doesn't know why they didn't do it by default this year. He doesn't like that low angle. He was not a fan. He thought a higher angle gives more um, like of an event feel to it. And he said one thing, they couldn't just lift him up because it was like shaking. Now, I noticed this and a few other people noticed it, including uh, Sam uh, Doughton from M Middle Tennessee. He's a writer for, for their website. That when you like you're sitting down at the press row and somebody steps behind you you can feel it it's like boom 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 when you're like shaking around and bouncing you're like what it's like a herd of elephants behind me and it just just <laughs> you know it's like a tiny staffer so it was very shaky and so w when the lifts go high and they could feel it shake they would not go higher and i saw it happen they like it went like, beep, 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 like shook um so what they did is they got some of the old court the court b they used that <laughs> to to build the platform so it was more stable and so then they made the lifts go higher. So they had two mm -hmm. higher lifts. That's why you had higher lifts. That guy made it happen. His name is Brian something. Um, so there you go. I, I think all those things are kind of funny, and you get a little some quirky stories about it. But I think, well, I know for certain that it, there's a lot of programs, a lot of universities didn't like that stuff. Like they're like, it's one thing to have some growing pains. It's another to just always have something going on like that, right? And I think those things kind of are wearing on some people. But I, I think, like I said, all that is aside, it's not in full control of everybody that's running the thing there. And I think the people that we interacted with, Jordan Stepp, you know, former North Texas uh, communications guy, he's current Conference USA uh, communications, he's uh, assistant commissioner, I think his official title. Uh, he does a great job. And he, you know, he's like, Conference USA in my entire time, covering this uh program uh and then and then the league when i did cusa report um they've been great you know they give me everything i asked for everything i needed they respond timely if i send them an email um if i text any one of them um when i ask for information if they don't have it they're like yeah i don't have it i'll get it for you so they'll dig it up uh so they've been great and they i think they treated you know they treated me well i think they treated you well and i'm speaking for you for a little bit but you've been to a couple of the championship games and you've been to the conference tournaments uh, a couple times, yeah? Yeah. You have any complaints, anything? <laughs> no, no, I am I agree with everything you said. I, I mean, it's difficult to make some of those things work um, because, you. I mean, you're trying to make it work for the schools, but then you're also trying to draw in people to come that, you know, Conference USA didn't have like a, I mean it's more like a football conference. It's not really like a basketball, you know, mm. it used to be, but I mean, those, those programs that, that were there that weren't, or that were really good. Like you didn't know that FAU was going to bring a lot of fans and kudos to them. They brought a lot of fans, but like, you know, UAB, you know, they didn't really bring a lot of people. Middle Tennessee did because their women's program was, you know, fantastic as well too. And, and of course, North Texas people were going to show up, but I mean, you're, you're trying to draw not only the fans, of those programs in and make it accessible and then want to come to a destination spot. But you're also trying to draw in some of just the normal people to show up and, and make it easy for them too. And so like, I, I think like they, they do a good job there, but probably there's, there's some of the logistical things that you we've mentioned before, like, you know, just with making it easier on the radio host, making, you know, the court a little bit better, the seating better, you know, those type of things, you know, if, if you can find a better arena, you know, that's fine. 
who knows the AC, the AAC was at American Airlines. I mean, it looked like they had a great crowd there for the Houston and Memphis game today. Um, but I don't know like how some of their other games looked compared to you know what we had at the Star. Uh, and so I'm not correct. They, they were not the AAC. They were at Dickies at Dickies in Fort Worth. But yeah, I could have swore they were at the American Airlines. No, they're at Dickies. Arena. Dickies. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, but I, I think the thing about it right is a it's a like SMU didn't bring anybody. Like a conference tournament is always hit or miss because you got some terrible teams, and like these teams have, have clearly shown you that they're not good, right? And so like teams that usually bring in a lot of fans, like Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky. Like when Western's been good, they've always brought a lot of people. Uh, but they're in the first, they're a first round team, and the, their final game they got blown out by thirty. Uh, it's not super exciting. Like hey, what do you, what do you think about flying down from Bowling Green down to Dallas? And staying for a week to watch a team that you've seen get blown out a lot, and then coached by a guy that you want fired. What do you say? You know, you're like, no thanks. But um, you know, they they still brought a couple people. There's there's a lot of Western Kentucky uh, fans represented uh, for the women's team also because they they made the final. You were right. It was Dickies. I was being stupid. It said American. On the sideline because it was American <laughs> Conference, and so I was taking American <laughs> Airlines. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's just, again, you know, just make it as, mo- you know, the best destination spot you can for, for people to come, right? I think that's that's the goal. It's either that or, you know, you turn to what some of the, the lower mid-majors do and, and let the, the team that won the conference, like, host it which I don't think like the American would ever do that. No. I think conference USA <laughs> should probably do that. I think that that would have been a great move. Like, you know, Florida Atlantic gets to host it. Like people would have traveled down there and make a Florida trip or, you know, North Texas the previous year. I know there's not a lot of things to do in Denton, but I mean, still, I think it would have been able to, to host a, a conference USA championship. So I think, but again, American should be, it should be in a nice arena. I don't, I don't know if the star is going to be able to, no. to make that work. Now they, they'd have to make some major investments. And, um, I mean, that's the thing too, right? Like, uh, ESPN was broadcasting the, that one and you get some big time, you know, uh, interest in some of those things. Right? I mean, you had the number one team in the country playing. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing about going to the next one, right? It's like, I think, I think for somebody said, oh, it's going to be a lot harder for North Texas fans to go down there. Yeah, but I'm like, look, no, it's not. Like one, it's 45 minutes. It's 45 minutes to get down to Fort Worth, and you can also do what everybody else is doing, and book a hotel in Fort Worth for three nights. You know, four nights, whatever the case may be. So you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go to the North Texas game, and I'm going to go to sleep in the hotel. And you'd be like, well, that's a lot of money investment. And then refer back to what I said before. You got to care as hard. You know, do a little budgeting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe don't don't get Netflix. Maybe don't get the, the full plan for Netflix. Cut it down a little bit. Save some pennies. Save for a hotel room. You don't got to get, you know, the, the presidential suite down in Fort Worth. You can get a motel, whatever. You know what I mean? You can bunk with some people. You can do that too. Yeah, it, <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, how – how good is North Texas next year and how many people actually travel if it, if it is in Fort Worth, because North Texas struggles to get people to their own games. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So how would they react to traveling just a little bit further than Frisco? <laughs> you know, because I-35 does suck major. Yeah. Um, traveling down to Fort Worth, you know, if they have to play a 5 o'clock game, you know, in the, the Dickies <laughs> Arena in Fort Worth, like how many people are actually going to show up to that? And, and how good is North Texas next year too? So I'm, it'll be something worth watching and, and seeing how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's how you do it, right? Like, it, I would take the whole week off. I mean, I am a crazy person, though, right? People are like, hey, you're, you're taking vacation? I'm like, yeah, I'm taking vacation this week. Oh, you're going somewhere? You're going to, like, the beach or something like that? I'm like, I'm going down to Frisco, Texas to go watch basketball in a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, are you all right? Are, we, are you, you know, you're joking again, Adam. You're always kind of joking. You know, that, that's what I'm going to you know, do, and I'm very excited about it. And you're taking uh, your kids with you too? Yeah. While you work? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Be... <laughs> I know. My, my kids were like, Dad, why are we watching a game that we don't care about? We're not rooting for any of these people. Why are we here? <laughs> I mean, this is, the, like I said, I love basketball. I think it's great. I enjoyed watching the FAU uh, UAB game. And I mean, so like, I jumped down for like Conference USA report, taking pictures, all that other stuff. That uh, we had, had this moment with the with friend of the show. Damon Gokneer, you know, owner, proprietor of the Denton Diablos or whatever. Um, when Marshall won, way back when. Um, like, it's a cool moment seeing everybody celebrate all that stuff. Uh, you know, and just, and you think, man, I can't, North Texas could be here. We had just with a few, few right moves, it could happen. I didn't get to see North Texas win with Javion Hamlet. That would have been pretty sweet. Um, and so I, I thought for sure that they had a very good chance of winning this. So I thought the toughest matchup was going to be UAB, and I thought North Texas was going to come out strong against FAU. I felt like even the team was pretty confident that they could beat FAU. And it wasn't to be. So I think we, like Max said, turn, it, turn the page. There's still games to play. You can you can obsess over missed opportunities, but they're gone. You can't get them back. You think about them some more, it's not going to make, they're not going to reassemble the, the Ford Center at Star. And say, well, let's play that one again, just because you thought about it enough times. The game you have in front of you is a game that you can play. You can beat Alcorn State. You take the lessons from that one and put a hurting on Alcorn State, and put a hurting on Sam Houston, and then play. Was it Washington State? I forget the top seed is right now, but I think you get my point. Yeah, yeah. you got to be a goldfish. Got to <laughs> forget about those things that you can't change and move on. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the Late Night Mingry Nation podcast. We appreciate your time and your support. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, but I prefer for you to read the website. I'm going to do a thing, and for lots of reasons, because I think Twitter is, is, is starting to be terrible. One, we have the forum. If you want to get in there and have those kind of conversations that we normally have on Twitter, start doing that. Uh, but also, I'm going to be posting more on the site now. Like, I shut down CUSA Report. Not that it took up a whole lot of my time in the last let's say six months, but it still took up some of my time. I'm done with that. There's no more Conference USA report. And I think the ESPN and whatever all the money that they pay, that the AAC does a good job of covering the league as a whole. So you're not missing out on a whole lot of that. So it's going to be just a lot of North Texas stuff. I'm going to post a lot more there. And, you know, so I encourage you to look at, go to the website, go to mingreennation.com. Go read it. <laughs> Enjoy it. I think uh, somebody introduced me as a social media star, and I was like, one, no, I'm not. And two, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be known for being a social media guy. Go read the website. But, you know, anyway. Thanks, everybody. Go Green.